Welcome to Never in the Intermission, where we talk about the next movie we'll be subjecting Tepper to. I'm your host, Ivan. I'm Connor. And I'm Tepper. So this month we watched The Prestige. It was good. Hell yeah. I love magicians, I love magic. Let's go. I'm not the biggest fan of magicians, and I like this movie, so... Magicians are cool! Magicians are, like, fine. Uh... Name a better entertainment source. Um, yeah, yeah, like, Prestige is, Prestige is is really good. It's a, it's a well-crafted film. I think it's Nolan's best film that I've watched. Because, like, the main other ones that I've seen by Nolan have been, like, I saw Interstellar, uh, I saw Inception, I saw the three Batman movies. And I, I think this is the best one. Like, this is the one that feels really, really good from start to finish. Like, there's not there there's not really any parts in the movie where I'm like, this is bad or this is boring. Uh, it, it, I found it really engaging uh, the whole way through. Yeah. I mean, I remember that, like, the uh, the sabotaged birdcage trick. That thing stuck with me from all the way back when I watched a little bit of it with my mom. Very visually unsettling and uh, shocking. There's so much about this movie that is, like, unsettling. Yeah. There's, like, this weird tension in the air throughout basically every part of it. Well, and especially when they're, like, sabotaging each other's tricks. I, I like, just the way... I, I couldn't describe exactly how, but there's, like, yeah, this feeling of uh, tension and anticipation. Whenever, like, when he, uh, for the birdcage trick, when he, like, looks over and notices, like, oh, it's that guy. And knows before it happens, and then just the whole cage, like, it's like, holy shit. Um, the, like, the, the gunshot... Uh, one was really good too. Yeah, the so like like this film is like so dark. Uh, in in but like without being like gory, like like it it does it without going to um, like goring or just for like shock factor. Like like ninety like most of the film is just people talking or hanging around or whatever. But then there's just these moments of intense violence that occur. Where you're just like fuck, yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if this film stays in number one for all season two. Oh fuck, I'm already a champion. <laughs> like you, you wasted no time. You're just like, nah, I'm not gonna like my my redemption arc is over. Now it's my uh, my champion arc. I don't know. I just like I'm trying to think of like like a movie would have to. Like, a movie that would, like, connect to me on, like, a deep, like, personal level would have to be brought, probably, to un- unthrown it. Which do you like the- more, uh, this one or Last Unicorn? Oh, that's tough. Um, I think what I would say is I can't really choose. Like, this is going to be a bit of a cop-out answer. I can't really choose because I like both movies for such wildly different reasons. Yeah. Like, I would call The Prestige a much better movie than last unicorn in the sense of uh last unicorn had like a few bits where i was like eh, like that this is like fine whereas the prestige is like like a very well crafted film throughout in and is like never boring but last unicorn 
there was like an atmosphere to it with how the story was done that was it was like a fairy tale movie but without being bad like um thumbelina was a fairy tale movie and i did not like thumbelina really i i just thought it was kind of boring (laughs) Uh, whereas the last unicorn was a fairy tale movie that like, I think really captured the mystery and unknowingness of fairy tales and like mystical creatures where there's just so many things where they go like, we don't need to explain this. Like stuff happens and they just go like, yeah, like this is the world that they live in. And then there's just like cool stuff like, you know, the, the, the flaming bull that drove them into the, into the ocean and just like the very like tragic story of um the king and uh, yeah the the whole like atmosphere of it there was something very um very interesting uh and like of course there's a scene where um i can't remember her name but the uh kind of like peasant lady that hangs out with them like when she finds out that she's the last unicorn it's like you know like i waited for you like where were you and like breaks down in tears and it's just like damn last unicorn makes me cry straight up yeah 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 and and that's and that's the thing what i would say is is like last unicorn fills me with emotion whether it be like wonder or sadness whereas the prestige really much more has me on the edge of my seat it's like uh reading a mystery novel or watching like a mystery show of like hmm, like how is this going to end who's going to come out on top and like watching these two extremely talented magicians basically ruin each other and themselves in the process like they both could have had careers so much longer and greater than what they had but they just insisted on meddling in each other's affairs and which ultimately led to one of them dead well two of them dead uh and the you know the one brother like left um, but like, I wouldn't call that a victory for him. Uh, so like, it's, it's a bit more of a like revenge style tragedy. Whereas yeah, last unicorn is much more like a fairy tale or like reading a like Shakespeare play would be another thing I would compare it to. Um, all, all that to say, I, I like them for wildly different reasons. Uh, so trying to compare the two is extremely difficult. They are wildly different genres. Yes. And tone and yeah. medium and, you know, like, yeah. Uh, but uh, but I, I think both of them are just absolutely incredible films. Speaking of absolutely incredible films. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I could be watching a good movie instead of this movie. <laughs> like, was my immediate reaction in the chat? I like this. This movie had very good mustaches. Yes, yes, I, I agree with that. One of them definitely wanted you to to look at the other to some extent. There was a severe lack of magic in this movie about magicians. <laughs> like. I've never heard of him before, and if you look him up on Wikipedia, he looks kind of like Giga Chad. Okay. And all of his movies are trash, which is the Giga Chad <laughs> thing to do. Yeah, the audience has never asked to do anything. Like, you're not asked to partake in this movie at all. 
he's default the hero. He killed the villain. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. He wins the movie. He wins the movie. He wins. That'd be Hell pretty yeah. actually That'd be awesome. A big based <laughs> magician. <laughs> and I'm like, haha, Paul Giamatti, you're my friend in this in this movie. And, and as we all know, Sundance is a mistake. That's right, it's The Illusionist. So please, watch along, and when the episode comes out, send us any questions or comments you have to contact at downloadableZebras.com, or message us on Twitter at DLZebra, or search for Downloadable Zebras on Facebook. Yeah, The Illusionist. I know nothing about it. Definitely nothing. We definitely record the minute before we put it up. It's so possible to not compare these two movies because they are both like magician movies that came out the same fucking year. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's why we're doing this. Like, you you're supposed to compare them. Like, whether they wanted it or not, they they chose to be the same movie at the exact same time. So, therefore, you are perfectly allowed to compare them. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be very difficult for the Illusionist to match up to the Prestige. I don't know. N- Nolan's a really good director, and yeah, he did a, he did a very good job. So I'm just hoping this movie is like fine. At least, please, please be fine. I mean, I'm bringing it, and I'm on my champion arc right now, so you know it's got to be good. Ah. <laughs> uh makes sense or do you still have ptsd i i I like trust you i don't trust you that much like there there, there's like a line in the sand and like you know like you you bring a lot of movies that are like really good but every so often you uh you bring stuff and i'm just like oh oh i see well, and, and, and like, even, even like, The Illusionist could be, like, an 8 out of 10 movie. But it's going up, it's going to be directly compared to, like, a 10 out of 10 movie. And, like, you know, like, it's, it's not in a position to really succeed. Un- unfortunate for it. Should have come out the next year. Uh, actually, though. Actually, though, it really should have came out a different year or whatever. Well, because like it was, it was touring fe- film festivals at the beginning of two thousand six, but then like they both had their theatrical release in the fall. So, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting that they decided to have it be at like film fest. Like, is this a good enough? Like, I don't know. I I know very little about how film festival rules work. It's artsy because it's sepia tone. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that works right uh yeah yeah like i don't know like what the entry rules for film festivals are like is it a, a sign that's actually good is it a sign that it's just like a low budget thing is it a, I, I i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know how that kind of thing works never been yeah uh, and yeah i've never like looked into it um but like on the surface, like if you tell somebody like like ooh this film was like touring at like film festivals, like it sounds on the surface it sounds fancy, but like I wonder how 
yeah like how how fancy it actually is. i think you have to be at least a little bit confident to go into film festivals because that's where like a lot of reviews happen before the movie's like theatrical release oh yeah 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 I, i'll just say like confidence and a thing actually being good are like two separate metrics that's true well We'll have to see how hard it is to get a film into Sundance once we are ready to release our modern, uh, never, never-ending story. Oh my god! I want to be played by The Rock. About fa- fan fiction. <laughs> that might be a little above the budget of Sundance, but as as we said, we don't know how this works. Yeah. If we can't get The Rock, can we get John Leguizamo to play me? <laughs> that is a that is a sharp left turn. <laughs> what we could do. <laughs> Is do like an internet historian style, uh, um, like how he does his documentaries of its uh, stock photos, backgrounds, uh, made to move using uh, computer programs and recorded and then released. That's just hilarious if you ever get the chance to uh, watch one of his like hour long videos. I will maybe check it out when I'm not in a course. Yeah, very reasonable. As always, you can find us all on downloadablezebras.com, and a special thanks to 8BitJazz for the use of our theme song. You can find them on YouTube, or follow the link in the description. Downloadable Zebras is a dedicated group of friends that make independent content. If you want to support us and ensure that we stay ad-free, go to patreon.com slash downloadablezebras. For $3 a month, you'll get bonus shows and access to the special patrons-only section of our Discord. Thanks for listening.